Hello and a very, very warm welcome to our podcast called Flamenco Attitudes. This will be the podcast where we talk about all things flamenco, from the history to the culture, to the modern day performers, the artists, the music, how they dress, everything. We're going to cover this episode by episode, and I am your curious host, Galia. I know almost nothing about it, but I always have conversations with my former teacher, friend, and colleague, Marcos, who is a flamenco artist. He has been exploring the culture his whole life. He plays the flamenco guitar, so he is the perfect person to talk about. He lives about it every single day, and he has a lot of memories, a lot of adventures, and actually a lot of experience in it. It will be very interesting, so stick with us. We're going to cover it all. Now, in our very first episode, we talk about why flamenco is a very recognized form of world music, but also why it's not actually very popular and why the art itself is very difficult to get into. Marcus is going to share with me his views, also a little bit of his experience, and he's going to tell me about his adventures as well, which we're going to cover in every single episode too. So without further ado, let's dive into it. What actually is flamenco? Marcos, it's fair, it's fair to say that before I met you, I had a completely different vision of what flamenco is. I had a completely different understanding of what the music is, what the dances, the dresses, everything. But when I met you, you said, you asked me actually, do you like flamenco? I said, yes. And then you replied, you don't even know what it is. And this is a topic of our very first podcast episode. What actually is flamenco? Why do people not understand it? Why do people like it even though they're not really sure what the culture is? And what is the main thing about it that we need to know to start with? Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I said you can't like it because you don't understand it. And to be honest with you, it would take you a lifetime to really understand it. So you, you can say you like it but you can't say you understand it until you've really studied it. Um, you want to ask me what it is. Well, I mean, the great uh, poet Federico Garcia Lorca said it was the most gigantic creation of the Spanish people. Mm. And it, in a way it is. Uh, how did it form? Well, we can only look really to the 18th century to understand something that we, we think of as flamenco today. What we can say is it is the most recognisable form of world music. Most people who even don't like flamenco know when they're listening to flamenco. So what is it? Well, primarily, it is the song, the canting. It started as just a song. There was no guitars, no dancing. Show me, because you, you, you showed me how it started with only the fingers. Well, they played it. Go for it. Five beats. Just the rhythm. Just the rhythm. So the people would either be uh, in a forge casting iron mm. or they'd be in the fields uh, collecting wheat and things like that. These people had taken a thousand years to come from India to settle in Andalusia. That, that was my next point because you did tell me once that actually the roots are in India. It's not Spain. It's not Europe at all. It's India. Yes, the, the people, the gypsy people that formed what we call flamenco uh, were forced out of Rakhistan mm. and they came to Andalusia uh, and they settled 
and they quite liked it there. Um, and for many, many centuries, they were well treated, but things started to change for them. But you wanted to know what it is, you know, so they, they are just singing privately. Nothing about uh, earning money or performance didn't exist. Much later, we, we hear of the, the first artist, El Planeta, a man who has got a very small, beautiful guitar, mm. and he leaves Triana, which is on the other side of Seville, Sevilla, on the other bank, to go and perform. And this is where we get the idea you, of performance. Yeah, you showed me a beautiful <laughs> picture <laughs> at some point. Explain, because obviously we can't see the picture. But you did explain to me that this is, uh, in a way, <clears throat> a clown costume there. Yeah, I mean, quite. you can see very clearly from that drawing that he was into performance. You know, when he left Triana, the home of, of the gypsy people, he was clearly going to the other side to perform for uh, Payo people, non-gypsy non people. Gypsy. And he obviously realised that I'm going to need a guitar because I'm going to accompany myself because when I get there in these, in these cafes and everything, there won't be the people that know how to do it. So I'll have to do that and I'll have to look the part. And you, when you look at him, you think, wow, you know, what a character. Now, the, the, the amazing thing about him is that People don't realise that the Romans never built bridges over the Guadalquivir. So he had to get across. Now there are many bridges, but there wasn't any bridge. He had to get across in a series of boats, little boats, across this very wide river. And we can, I think, assume that he may have had the odd anise. A little drink. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, he he would have, uh, you know, he would have gone and come back in, probably got himself some uh, some reales, probably before the peseta. Well, uh, see, all the conversations that we've had about flamenco, and you told me about all the people that you've met, and all the people obviously that you haven't met but created the culture. Is there an element of? <laughs> Uh, civil disobedience or something a little bit more different in flamenco culture that is a bit almost rebellious so that you can be part of it. Yeah, very much so, because mm. what what you're moving on to now yeah. is the letters, mm, the mm. lyrics, mm, mm. and the lyrics can be very, very powerful. Yeah, We, we have an expression, no hay lenguaje como el cante, and it's the strongest form. Now, People write lyrics, people often don't understand them, but they are powerful. And, which may surprise you, or maybe you know this, people have been sent to prison for what they've put in the flamenco lyrics because it's been regarded as unacceptable what they've gone and said. So they, flamenco is like that. And you talk about rebellion, of course, uh, when, when we had the period of, of, the, of the Franco, the General Franco, the, uh, the cante, the song, was not permitted in bars. So every bar had that you're not allowed to sing flamenco. But we haven't touched on the guitar, because the, the, the guitar then comes as the new thing after the song. Of course. No, we're going to get there. I was just wondering, flamenco was... Um not only because as you, as you have told me as you have told me it's not only music it's a way of life it's just a lifestyle that people live every day you've told me that you live for it every day so it's interesting to me how 
from the actual art form, people translate it into their very life, in every single aspect of their life. And you've witnessed it, where you've met many people who are actually, when you say flamenco, it means somebody who lives and breathes with it. Yeah, because the word itself originated mm. as a bad term for people that were on the streets uh, asking for some money, you know, in, in, in places like the Alhambra and that kind of thing. Was, look at these flamencos, they mm. just hang around. Yeah, um, Yes, you're right, but of course, what you have to understand in Andalusia, not every village is flamenco. Not every town Very is flamenco. Very few actually are, those yes. you So yeah. you, you get pueblo con y pueblo sin. And so you get a place like Morong, where, where I'm very associated with, which you can't get anything more flamenco than, than Morong. And as you say, everybody there lives and believes in it. Believes in it. But yeah. you can go to another place and you won't find a single person that can sing, play the guitar, or, or like dance. it, or like or it like for, it. That, or, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. And of course, I mean, what we haven't touched on is okay, we know about the guitar, everybody loves the flamenco guitar. But then you get the dance, and this has become every every time I tell somebody, oh uh, uh, yeah, I'm flamenco. Oh, they go, they immediately start wanting to dance. They mm. they say, oh, you're a dancer, and this is their imagination that they think flamenco is dance, when in, in fact it's a music. It's a, first and foremost a music. It's a way of living, isn't it, music? Well, it can be a way of living, yeah, yeah for many people it is. But, of course, you've got to realise that it's a way of living uh, for certain gypsy people, what we call the elite gypsy people. They're in very small nucleus in certain cities. So they're, they're, they're in Granada, the Abishwela. They're in, in Sevilla. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in Jerez, Moraitu. The, these are all people that their father, their grandfather, their great-grandfather, their great-great-great-grandfather all played or sung flamenco. Hmm. Well, I'm going to then ask you something that will probably annoy you, but anything I ask you about flamenco annoys you and you disagree. What kind of music is it? Is it country music? Is it folk music? Is it pop music for the people who, you know, live with it? What exactly is it? Well, that's a, a very difficult question mm. to answer. And a very, Don't get annoyed with me. No, no, no. Um, and it's very interesting. Well, what, what I can say to you is it's not a folk music. Why? why? Because it originated from a certain type but of music. But then you could, you could criticise me for that because you mm. could say, well, within it there are all these different forms. Some of the forms are folk music of Andalusia. And this is one of the problems. So you've got particular styles that only appertain to gypsy people in Fragua, um, you know, the, the solia, cigarilla, bulería. But then you, you, the, because they've been amalgamated with, the, with the, the population, you've got the fandangos and all of that. So they could be regarded as folk music. Exactly. I agree with you. Then you've got the problem that as flamenco has developed... Uh, particularly in the hands of people like Paco de Lucia with the rumba mm -hmm. and the Gypsy King, do we veer into pop music? Um, and in a way we do on, on these little edges of the music. Yeah. So everybody is capable of doing the most serious thing, but they, they will sing a rumba maybe to, to, for their customers. We, we understand that. Mm -hmm. But one thing, I don't like the term... Um, folk music. I, I think that's wrong. Equally, I think we have to 
if we're going to say anything about it, I think we have to see it as a classical form. So you you would actually more classify it as a classical music. Yes, yes. Rather than anything else. Yes, yeah. Which is why the aristocracy uh, like it and turn to it because it's seen seen as something that is very very uh, part of the history of Spain, uh, going back centuries. Uh, it's difficult to understand. It's difficult to understand the rhythms, the lyrics. Uh, it's not for every man. Um, which is a, a kind of a strange sort of thing, really, because yeah. today it, it, it is the young people of Andalusia that are turning to it. Are you sure about that? Oh, oh yeah. listen, uh, <laughs> if you go to somewhere like La Isla, where San Fernando, where, where we Camar went, Camarón, where, where we're we gonna, went. Obviously, that's only our first episode. We have a lot to tell you, but <laughs> it was an experience and a half. Yeah. But anyway, back to the question. You, you walk down the streets there and uh, you'll have somebody, a young person in a car driving exceptionally fast around the roads, all the windows down, and what's blaring out of the car? Flamenco. See, I don't, it's, it's difficult for me to imagine, but I, of course I trust you, I trust you. But why is that, do you think? Um, it, it, I think it, they find it attractive. Yeah, it, it, why is it attractive? There's a number of reasons. I mean, mm. first of all, it's different to pop music. Yeah, uh, there's a kind of a, a dignity to it. Uh, its artists wear particular types of, of clothing, always very fashionable, nice shirts. Uh, there's tattoos involved with it. Mm. There's all these things that give it an identity that people think, yeah, that's... I want to be Cameroon. I see myself. I want to be Cameroon. I see myself yeah. as part of it. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it does. Obviously, you have to be really, you have to be familiar with it to understand it. I've only, you know, ever since I met you, I've been exploring it. You've been doing it for, as you said, a number of years, sometimes a lifetime it takes to understand it. But it's, inter it's, inter it's interesting to me that's also it's called flamenco. Now, does flamenco mean something to do with flamboyance? Flames, anything like that? No, no. no. I mean, nobody knows the, the true origin exactly. of the word. Exactly, that, that's, that's what my question it, it, is. It's, you know, lots of people say, oh, it comes from Flanders. But yes, uh, yes, the, that's the, what the, I This heard. type of thing. Mm. Uh, um, it, it's like even the word uh, gitano was originally not a good word, but the gypsy people have accepted it. So we don't really know the origins of this. Um, all we know is that it's the name given to a most remarkable, distinct type of music why it's called flamenco we don't know mm. you know I, I don't think anybody that you know you can buy 300 books that try to go into where did the word come well, from? well exactly because it is is it originating from um, color or from certain type of um, attitude I don't know no, I don't know no, no we don't know we don't know it's a mystery it's a mystery and you know we, we've got this word uh, it's got an identity it's like jazz. You say jazz, people know what you're talking about. You say flamenco, people know more or less what you're talking about, whether they like it or not. And it's grown into, uh, well, it's a world music, but sadly, or maybe good from my point of view, not many people are very interested in it. You know, I mean, you know, I made a, a lifetime out of um, playing music that's not popular, you know, and flamenco is certainly something that we could say is not that popular. And it will never be, in the sense of pop. It yeah, will yeah. never be pop. No, um, maybe we don't want it to be. You want it to be for... 
Do you know what my impression is of flamenco when I've listened to songs that you have shared with me and some that I've discovered myself? It's very much something that it's very communal because flamenco is very much performed communally. But it's something that you mostly appreciate when you are listening to it on your own. Because, as you said, some of the lyrics are quite deep and artistic. So you need time to process it. Yeah. Maybe that's why it will never be pop. Yeah. And the average person in Spain Mm. might go to one concert in a year just because it's on, but it wouldn't be their big thing. Now, you said Spain. You you very rarely associate flamenco with Spain, actually. I Why know. is that? Um, well, because, because there, as I, I said to you before, there are many countries in Spain. Uh, Andalusia is where it mainly lives, where the flamenco lives. Uh, and, and only in Andalusia, in, of its eight provinces, it is only strong in about three of those, Sevilla. You know, mm-hmm. Jerez, uh, you know, a little bit in 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 Cadiz, possibly Malaga. The the other places not so much. So it's not even we can't even say flamenco is Andalusian because not all the parts because of Andalusia. Because it's not. It's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you can go to to Jaén. Okay, they've got clubs for flamenco, but it's not a particular place where it breeds the great artists. They only seem to come from very very distinct. Area so yeah. Um, then you say why? Why did I say Spain? Well, of course you know we have to we have to be fair that uh, Catalonia, you know, as a separate country, was very kind to to the people of Andalusia. So there there is a flamenco presence always in Catalonia. You know, I mean, Camarón died in Catalonia, yeah. uh, and the, the the great recording houses. Uh, are all there, and they and the flamenco artists used to travel there to make their records. And there was a lot of uh, aficionados who love the the flamenco in in Catalonia. Uh, the rest of Spain, well, okay, Madrid. Yes, you've got your nightclubs, and we know that kind of thing. But you know, other parts of Spain, they're not so keen. They have their own musics, so they're not that keen on flamenco. Is it a class thing? Is it a regional thing? What is it? Um, well, mm. I think it's 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 a, it's almost an ethnic thing because it relates it, to, an, yeah. Yeah, it relates to the gypsy people and they happen to live mainly in Andalusia, and so that's why it is associated with it's emblematic of Andalusia. So if if when we when we have the day we we recently had the the day of Andalusia, of course it will be celebrated by people playing flamenco because that's how Andalusia sees itself. And now that you say play, so we, we're going to talk about the actual, because you said there are three components, is the song, is the guitar, is yeah. the dance. Yeah. But as you have told me many times, in the beginning there wasn't even an instrument, there was just the rhythm. How did it evolve, evolve then? How did the guitar, for example, became... Uh, obviously, when you say guitar, you don't necessarily associate it with flamenco. But when you say flamenco, people associate it with the guitar mm. uh, playing. Mm. Why is that? Well, you've got to understand that uh, because Andalusia uh, was a, an Arabic place, uh, it had the lute, the oud. Mm. So it always had the oud that was brought from Iraq. So it had a, a tradition of stringed instruments. And then once... We talked about this famous artist that you said dressed up as a clown. 
Planeta, he he obviously realised that he would need to accompany himself. And so you got the start of, he didn't really have a guitar, he had a very small shape thing, which is like a guitar, but a little bit smaller. And then they realised this would be something that would be great. So at the end of the 19th century, you get the start of certain people, always men, and no women, no women, uh, no women guitarists or anything like that, uh, developing techniques, taking techniques from uh, the classical guitar. So they they borrowed the idea of the the arpeggio, the tremolo, but they added an extra note, and then they started to be. It was very thumb based originally, all the flamenco. So that when you listen to the old records, the guitarists were uh, using mainly their thumb to 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 do the notes. And and then what happens is, it's an interesting thing, because although flamenco is a gypsy art, the apart from the very first guitarist of the, of the soloist, Ramon Montoya, the guitarists have tended to be the soloists, non-gypsies, which is an interesting fact. So the, it is the people that are not gypsy that start to develop now, of course, there are exceptions, Sabicas, Ramon Montoya, but the the big the names, you know, Manolo Sanluca, Paco de Lucia, these are all not gypsy people. Who are very, very much attracted to it. Yeah. And they learn the craft. Yeah. See, again, that's, that's another interesting thing to me. It's not gypsy, yet most of the performers, it's fair to say, yeah. are gypsies, but they're also white people, payo, as you would yeah. call them, part of it, a big part of it, yeah. like Paco de Ossia. Because when I'm talking to people who are completely not uh, listening to it every day or anything like that, they're just like me once in a while. My mother, for example, will say, oh yeah, of course I've heard of Paco de Ossia. Yeah. And he's not gypsy, even yeah. though it's a music that's very much associated with yeah. the gypsies, even though yeah. <laughs> it didn't originate. Like. No. And, and of course, Paco always wanted to be Camarón. He wanted to be able to sing like that. Right. And what happened to that? <laughs> so he took. Did he try? Did he uh, ever so, try? Yes. Uh, mm. he, he's on some of the recordings where you, you can tell. I, I won't comment on, on his singing, but. Let's <laughs> just fair to say it's not the same. <laughs> no. But he wanted to be like that. Um, and it's the same in the dance that a lot of the top dancers. Um, are not gypsy people. But then again, we could say maybe the highest pinnacle are the Farroquito, this, this sort of person. But there are so many people that are not gypsies who are in the, in the baile, the dance, mm. which came, that was the third component that was the to, third to come component. along. And how long did they actually, for all this, to come together? Uh, well, I think we could say that, as we understand it today, this was all happening by the early part uh, of the 20th century. So is it is it a young art? It is actually because uh, it's a good that's a very good point mm. to make because I think if we're going to say oh did the flamenco sound like this then the earliest point we can say it ever sounded remotely like that would be the 18th or 19th century. Exactly. And if we went back further obviously <laughs> there wasn't any recordings but I don't think we would recognize it as what we now think of as flamenco. It would flamenco. sound completely it was, yeah. different. Maybe it's if I have to draw any comparison, yeah. it's like the reggae that we know today. Yeah. The original probably doesn't sound anything like the pop version yeah. that we hear today. Yeah. So maybe it was a little bit yeah. like that. Okay. So for this episode, let's end on a high note. What do you think the future is? Well, for flamenco. <laughs> you see, um, 
in the 70s, everybody said, oh, flamenco's finished, nobody's interested in it, yeah, it's is, too boring. Is there know? a defined future or is it just going yeah. to go on as it is? I, I think it's it's going to carry on because in the same way as Camarón came in in the 70s and gave it a massive lift, uh, today I see more young people uh, releasing new guitar records, more new young singers... Uh, and it's far more established, actually, than it used to be years and years ago. And it's, you know, the TV companies, the radio companies, they all understand they have to have a programme dedicated to it. And it's got a kind of um, a respect now, which I don't think it had when I first started in it. You know, so anybody that does flamenco is, is, Wait, is respected. Yeah, yeah, hang on a minute. So when you started... Yeah which was we won't mention when it was a, it was a few years ago it wasn't it it didn't have the same authority as a world music that it has today yeah. even that, though even because yeah. we hadn't had Paco de Lucia you know he was only just uh, uh, starting he hadn't done his, his you know he hadn't done his uh, famous rumba entre dos aguas you know this changed everything Camarón hadn't made his most famous record, La Leyenda del Tiempo, all of this, it was a different world. So did he give it the pass to be what it is today? I think so, yeah. I think he's made a massive contribution to to where it's, you know, because there's so many boys who would have been like eight or nine and they watched Paco and they thought, crikey, look at the speed he's playing at. Then they they automatically all started playing like that because they thought, well, that... To even be an amateur, I've got to be able to play roughly like that. You know? Yeah, well, see, that's my point. So there was somebody who made it attractive. We have our flamenco cat, <laughs> Lolo. Hello. <laughs> he just wants to be on the podcast. No, it's fair to say that your cat has actually a... Does he have a flamenco name? Is that a gypsy name? He, he does. He's, he's called Lolo, which which is short for Manolo, Manolo. Uh, which is named after the owner of the most famous flamenco place in La Isla, <laughs> Le, Le, no, La Venta de Vargas. I love, I love that. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, my my point was at some point it had to become a little bit more attractive to be the music that we know today. Do you think that without Paco it would have been the same? I don't actually, no. but I think one one of the things that we will look into in future mm. uh, podcasts is uh, the problem of the the other instrumentation that's come into flamenco, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, that was the first episode on Flamenco Attitude podcast, and we talked about why flamenco is the most recognized form of world music, why is it not too popular, and how difficult actually it is to understand. If you are someone like me who doesn't know too much about it, I hope you learned something new and it was interesting. If you are an expert like Marcos is, I hope you did agree to the things that we were talking about. And if you're an artist, well, I hope it was really useful to you in your study of the art. Until the next time, if you listen to, play or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.